Yo, what's good, Brodies and Bays? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast Redraft. Hey, this is where you come for your fantasy football needs and to chop it up about the latest NFL news. As you can see, I'm ball-headed dot today. Here with my co-bro. Dynasty Bro Vic, what's good? Why we got the bodies again, Brody? Tell them. It's the, it's the crucial catch month So with the NFL, so it's all about cancer awareness. So yeah, I'm just rocking the ball head all month, man. And the pink. Got some got pink the on. pink on today. Yeah, it look a little peach. I don't know. What'd you think? It's the lighting, bro. It's pink. All right. Uh, it, on the screen, it look peach, though. But it's pink, and I confirm it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how y'all doing today, man? We are a fire, and we got a fire episode for you guys. So look, we're going into week five. Week five, am I right? This uh, is the, we're going into week six. week six. It's still week five today. Oh, my with, gosh. With the, well, technically, we still got a game tonight. But we're about to go into week six, and we have the perfect tips to help you fix your lineup, man. Like, that's what we do. We've been telling you all year, hey, if you have any questions, if you want some, some lineup advice, hit us up. You know what? We're just going to step in anyway, bogart in, and give you the advice anyway. So we got some tips and tricks on how to – Fix your lineup right, Matt, right now. So that's what we need to do, man. Uh, how you feeling over there, bro? You ready to get to it? Yeah, man. It's feeling like a long season already with all these injuries and, you know. Postponed games. Yeah. It's having to shuffle bye weeks. It's it's a lot, man. It's the first Tuesday night game ever in NFL First Tuesday history. night game. I need a Tuesday night miracle. <laughs> I never thought I'd ever have to say that. <laughs> so I just had to replace Michael Thomas with, uh, damn, who did I just say? Ah, the guy from Tennessee. Oh, uh, Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond. Yeah, I just yeah. said that, man. So pray for me. I only need six points. He can get it done, man. I mean, especially with Corey Davis. He's out, right, Corey, tonight? Yeah, Corey. So we got out. AJ coming back. We got to see how that goes. But uh, I think I think he's going to bail you out, bro. We need an AJ Janu game. All right. And a Tanny. Tanny and a, Hill. And a Tanny. Tanny game. Yeah, so uh, but let's get to that, man, because right now we're at we're at a pivotal point of the season where you need to start making yourself get in position to get into the playoffs. Once you get to the playoffs, everything is smooth sailing, but you need to start getting yourself in position to get into these playoffs. So I probably got some real good advice. I know Vic has better advice than me, and we're gonna share that shit that. right now. Will. Yeah, bro. Hey, I definitely like your outlook on all this too. But uh, yeah, man, it's, it's just that point of the year when you know a lot of teams are panicking. You're off to a slow start, so we just want to, you know, give you some tips and tricks to help turn it around, man. So we're gonna put you guys in position to do some damage, and hopefully, you can still turn your season around and get into the playoffs. And again, my take, my approach. I don't care what seed I get. Of course, having a buy is nice in the playoffs, but it's all about getting in. So, hey. All right, so do, do you know, like, off the top of your head how much advice you want to give, like, step by step? You have, like, a one and then a two. Like, how how you want to do this? You yeah. want to rent for a while? I rent for a while. Let's just let's start with, like, generally speaking, what's some tips you got as far as, like, with people's rosters that they could um, that they should consider? And then from there, we can break it down by, like, okay, how do, how do you approach the waiver wires and trade? So we can just do it in three steps like that. All right, I got you. All right, well, you lead off, bro, because you you got the upper hand in this shit. Man, I'm only good at trading, bro. See, you must not have any lineups that need to be fixed, so you good. You off to a, <laughs> what, you about to go 5-0? and oh? <laughs> I got the one in, one in threes and the, you know. Nah, that's a lot, man. I You know, I'm, I'm, I done already decided whether I'm in or not, so yeah. <laughs> I've been worried about fixing them. Whether I'm already trading or uh, I'm just like, fuck it, I'm going to ride this one out, so. 
that's where I'm at right now already. All right, man. Well, let's jump into it, man. So I definitely want to start with, you know, let's let's go back to the draft. I mean, everyone went and drafted their guys. And I'm sure at this point, we didn't see some guys get off to a slow start. As an example, Allen Robinson, he, he had a slow start the first couple of weeks. And then he's been flashing and giving us those, you know, those touchdown games that we've been looking for. And the reason why I'm using Allen Robinson as an example is just because there are plenty of examples like that where you may have benched him, you may have started him, didn't get the production you wanted. But the point I'm trying to make is stick to your guys, start your guys, don't chase points. Um, one mistake that a lot of people make in fantasy they get impatient and then they start benching their starters and their studs, like guys that, you know, it shouldn't be a thought. Like, yeah, you should start Allen Robinson every week. That should be nothing to think about. So um, just live with the outcome in that case. The only spot where I'm playing matchups is the flex. That's where you can look for, okay, do I want to play like a Russell Gage or a um, Jameson Crowder, stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, definitely highly, highly recommend establish your core, stick it out week in, week out, live with the outcome. You're going to play matchups, only leverage the flex for that. And again, you can miss with that too. But when you get to shuffling your entire rosters, that puts you in a bad spot. Hey, since he brought his name up, don't play uh, matchups with Jameson Crowder. Play that man. He yeah. he gets, I don't know what it is, but all he does is get target after target after target. No matter how bad the offense is looking, no matter if they're playing a good defense or a bad defense, he's getting the ball. Pause. And to that point, man, I actually benched Crowder this week in the league just because I didn't trust the Joe Flacco situation with him stepping in. And I learned my lesson. Like, you know what? I drafted Crowder to be my wide receiver three. This is a league where we actually have three wide receivers and you start a flex. It should have been a no-brainer that I start Crowder. So that's why I'm preaching to stick to your guys. Again, I drafted him to be my number three. No reason why I should have took him out. He's basically the Jets' number one wide receiver. He is, bro. He all they got. So keep on playing Jamison Crowder. All right. So at this point of the season, I'm more, um, you know, I, I agree with Vic. I always just play my guys. I don't care, like, how good my bench is. If I have studs, I'm playing my studs. I'm not going to get cute with it. I'm going to play my guys. The one thing that I like to do around this time is look at the guys that are overachieving right now. And then you have to decide if this shit going to be real for another seven, eight weeks of fantasy. Because if not, there are studs that are underachieving, one, or are hurt. So they really are getting forgot about because you're getting frustrated not playing your Devontae Adams. You're getting frustrated not playing your Michael Thomas. So these are the chances where you can go and capitalize on a guy like Jamison Crowder and be like, hey, what can I give you for this number one guy right now that is balling week to week and what to go flirt with maybe getting to Michael Thomas? People are forgetting, like, these guys are coming back and these guys are studs. If you existed and were able to be okay, you need to flirt on trying to move some of these guys that are having bigger games than what they should be doing. That's that's big to me, man. It's capitalizing on the value. You took these guys in later round, so you really should have your starters and your studs on on top of a Jamison Crowder, on top of a Will Fuller. Yeah, they're playing good. I'm not telling you trade them for nothing. But if you can move up and go get you a stud, I love to capitalize on guys that are overachieving. Imagine if you would have sold James Robinson in the first couple weeks. Yeah, or even right now, moving to Mike Davis last week because we know Christian's coming back in a week or two. So let that, you know, fantasy manager get two weeks worth of production out of Mike Davis. But who knows, man, Mike may even uh, maintain a role in that offense. I mean, of course you pay Christian to be a workhorse, but why not save his body? True that. True that. 
All right, man. I like that. Anything else you want to add before we talk about like the waivers? Man, if if you see a guy out there that you know is underachieving that you can buy low, this is about the time to. Don't wait until these studs start blowing up and then you can't get them. Go get them now. And oh man, I guess that rose into the waivers. I'll wait to say this next piece. Now, go ahead, go ahead. Waivers. Make sure. Nah, it really does roll with waivers. Can I just roll into yeah, it? Yeah, then? yeah. We hey, make sure. That you go with everything going on, all these postponed games, all these injuries going on, make sure you go get the most talented backups right now at this point, especially when it comes to running backs. Running backs are always getting injured. Like, those are the ones that drop out the most. It's hard to predict these fourth, fifth string receivers, but imagine if, you know, you've seen week one how talented Chase looks compared compared to uh, Kenyon Drake in that offense. Shit like that, man. And just go get guys that could turn out to be the workhorse. The same way how we love Alexander Madison as being uh, Cook's backup. We need to love these talented backups, the Tony Pollards of the world. If they're out there flirting on your waivers, man, these are the perfect guys to pick up right now because as effed up as the season is, if you walk into, you know, Jamal Williams, who's balling right now, that office is flourishing. Imagine anything happens to Aaron Jones. These guys that already maintain a role while the starter is there, Latavius Murray. If you can have these guys on your bench, even if you're not playing them, shore up that the talented backups, man. That's very important. I love to do that right now. I like that call. Um, I'm going to add to that. I would say definitely, definitely work the waiver wires. I mean, Especially early on, it's still early in the season. So these guys that are producing right now that you're getting off the waiver wires, look, these coaches want these guys involved. You know what I mean? So, of course, we had a limited and shortened – actually, it wasn't an off season. Uh, they just had to do, you know, training camp. But uh, usually the first few weeks in fantasy, the guys who we didn't draft or, the, you know, the guys that may have slipped and they're getting all these, uh, you know, production and involvement, you know, the coaches want to keep them involved. So uh, take your shot. I mean, think about it. Guys like a James Robinson, that's a guy, you know, if you didn't know who was going to be the starter in Jacksonville, and if you were hesitating, you missed out on a, you know, a starter right now week True to week. That. True, a top 10 back. And just to give you guys another example, like a Travis Fogum, wide receiver for the Eagles. Yeah, you got the question marks with Deshaun and Alshon being banged up and Jalen Rager, but why not take a shot? He 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 looks like their number one wide receiver right now. Um, so I'd rather take a shot on a guy that could be the number one going forward versus looking back, being like, damn, I wish I would have put in a claim or I wish I would have upped my bid so I can secure that, you know, number one that you're plugging into your flex spot. Um, so guys like that, early on, take your shot, go all in, why not? You got nothing to lose. If you went your whole season without having every stud player on your team and the only waiver money you spent was to replace your kicker or your defense for their bye weeks, you trash, man. You did not utilize – the abilities of maximizing your talent for your team. So don't do that, man. Just take your shots, man. You never know what you can run in, run into. And I got some more advice. Yeah, go ahead. If you're in any kind of one QB league with everything going on and the depth that's needed with these players, everything getting postponed, quarterback, this is why we draft late. So remember this. Quarterback is always the easiest position to replace when you have to hit the waiver wire and tight end. If you don't have the stud tight ends, it really don't matter who you got. Tight ends are not having the greatest season this year. So if you don't have Kelsey, you don't have Andrews, Kittle, we're all in the same shithole after that, basically. But nah, quarterback, 
do not miss out on these these guys on the waiver wire that are going to be important vital pieces. I would love to have a Tony Pollard on my bench compared to the 28th best QB because I'm never going to play the 28th best QB until I have to. I don't want Sam Darnold on my team. He holds me no value if I even if I don't have a stud quarterback. If I, I don't want to hold Sam Darnold and Gardner Minshew, you better find one, ride with him into his bye week. I don't, I don't, I don't really like having multiple QBs on my teams, but if unless it's necessary for like a real roster. But one QB leagues, may with everything going on, maximize your utility players, your skill players, not the quarterbacks on your team. Yeah, and going back to that point, even with the waivers, when you work the waivers, these guys turn into perfect trade bait. So imagine adding a. Travis Fogum and then adding a Mike Davis or a Joshua Kelly or yeah. Justin Jackson and you do a two for one, I send, let's say I send Joshua Kelly or Justin Jackson and Travis for Terry McLaurin that just had an off week. You know, so that's why you take advantage of the waiver wires. Imagine flipping these guys for a you know week to week starter. I mean, for me, you still start a guy like Terry every week, even if it's in the flex. So uh, yeah, so if you capitalize on the waiver wires right now, early and often. This will position you on the back end of the season, even in the middle of the season, which we're basically getting into right now to flip and trade these guys once they go back to being role players. So stash these guys now. That way you just have more flexibility with moving these guys. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Um, what? How do you feel about like – all right, because I think we're, we're so many weeks in where we got to have like real reality checks with ourselves. Yeah. When you buy in on a guy or when you sold a guy early, it's like, I don't want nothing to do with him this year. At what point do you need to realize, like, okay, I need to be water and be able to change up my opinion because this might be a thing. Like, example, DJ Moore is going to be the number one all year. We pop up. We You said we're rolling into week six. Robbie's clearly the number one right now. Yeah. Like, how many weeks in should we have sold into that? How many weeks should we have seen AJ Green get hella targets and do nothing with him before we say, okay, we need to be done? Before Higgins just blows up. If you could have seen that week two and be like, let me go get Higgins, because maybe they'll start rolling that over sooner than later. Now nobody wants anything to do with AJ. Like, why we're we're I feel like we're way past that point. But like, where in the season do we need to be real with ourselves? After like week two or three? To be honest. For me, it's week two, but yes, that's risky. Yes, that's early, but it's one of those you got to smell the smoke. Of course, you don't see the smoke yet, but you know if you feel like a fire is about to get lit and something's about to catch on fire, you got to trust your gut, man. Sometimes you got to trust your gut. I mean, I know in fantasy we can overthink a lot of this stuff, but you know, trust your gut. If you're not seeing it play out, like going back to the AJ situation, if you're seeing guys like Mike Thomas and you know John Ross being well, John Ross is like healthy scratch, but Mike Thomas mm-hmm. in there, and you got Higgins. You know, basically getting more snaps than him. Um, you got to just take a step back and ask yourself, like, why is that happening? So, sorry, y'all. Okay, just got a notification. Tanny's going off already. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. AJ Brown. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. How long was that? It just happened. Well, I mean, like the was it? it's only sixteen yards. Oh, okay, we'll take it though. We'll take it. That's eight points though. But uh, going back to uh, what I was saying, man. But it, sometimes you do have to move ahead of the curve. That's and when you do do that, you get the most value. Like, imagine going into week three trying to move A.J. Brown. A lot of people are going to hesitate at that point. Um, So that's why it's important, too. Like, if you, you know, structured your team to where you built your depth, and then even if you're picking up guys in the waiver wires, because who's some guys you probably could have picked up after week two and three um, at the wide receiver position? 
Higgins okay. is one for sure. Higgins. Um, who else? Chase Claypool was getting picked up because he he scored like a touchdown before he had this big week. Robert Tanyan. Waiver wire. Yeah, yeah. Tight end from Green Bay. Starting to look good now. Yeah. Um, of course, people was picking up Russell Gage at that time, too, after week one. You know what I mean? Week one, week two, Russell Gage was getting picked up. James Robinson. I bet you he, he and I hit every running back got picked up, though, off waiver wire right there. And if you had James, you were the one that won. Yeah. You were the correct one. Yeah. But so for me, I would say after week two, that's when I'm starting to like question, like, okay, is this guy going to be a thing like AJ Green? And then I'm checking my depth. Do I have the depth to even move off of an AJ Green? So hopefully I do. Um, but if not, try to flip them. But again, if you're working the waiver wires, you're more comfortable with making a move like that after like a week two or week three. So. All right, all right, all right. Where we going next? Baby? Yeah, man. So let's talk, um, you know, trades. So meaning, you know, if you feel like, you know, you're not off to a great start, what's your approach to trade? So how would you size up a trade opportunity, someone you could potentially trade with, a trade partner? I'll say this. I struggle trading my studs in redraft. I, you need studs to win a redraft title. But I will say this. If you're in a bind with everything going on, man, if you can get two solid starters right now, knowing that people, imagine if you could go get two solid starters for Michael Thomas and knowing he'd have missed all these weeks for you. Not saying go trade Michael Thomas right now. That I'm never saying it's smart to just trade off your studs, but with the awkward ass season, man, one guy I feel like can't make it break you this year, man. Um, it's going to take a full team effort to win you a title this year. So, uh, I, I love to target studs. I love, like I said earlier, I love to capitalize on guys that are are bench depth to me, and work my way up. Like even if I can't work my way to a stud, you know, let me work myself to a guy that I think has stud potential, just isn't playing as well right now. You know, guys that you know can have those boom games. Like Mixon, Mixon is a guy that you can go buy right now, and it's, you know, even if he doesn't have big Christian McCaffrey Camara games. He's one of those few running backs that can go put up three touchdowns, and he just did it. So uh, I love to capitalize on my bench depth as it's producing. That's why I always say, man, take your skill positions and build your depth up when you draft because when they start panning out, they are the easiest people to trade. It's You can't go – somebody has Kyler and Pat Mahomes in one of our redraft leagues. Okay. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? It's not for what you for where you took both of those guys. You can't go trade for a guy of equal value. You're going to lose that value on one of those quarterbacks. So now he's basically just sitting on Kyler, thinking he's about to get a first, second round pick potential guy, and he's not. Stupid. Build your depth up, man, and, and go flip those those back end guys are producing because you listen to our show and you paid attention to the waivers. And, you know, you took Dynasty Bro Vic's advice. That's that's how you keep coming up on those guys. All right, going back to how to um, identify a trade partner, start with the standings. I mean, look at the bottom, you know, the bottom half of the bottom 12 or bottom 10 or bottom 14. Those teams are usually in panic mode right now and redraft. So I would start there and just also do your homework. Look at, you know, their teams, meaning where are they lacking? Are they lacking that running back? Are they lacking that wide receiver? And then you can look at your team and see where do you have room to give. So maybe you can afford to give up a running back or wide receiver to do an upgrade. Even if it means doing a two for one to go get like a Terry, um, like I mentioned earlier. So um, I would start there. And then also don't sleep on the guys that are, 
you know, at the top of the league right now, the guys and the gals, just because they may have lucked up. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these teams that are, you know, in the top spot right now, they're just scraping by. So just keep so just keep that in mind too. Like, you know, maybe they picked up Mike Davis, who's about to go to the bench here in a week or two. Um, you know, so you, you just gotta really assess and evaluate each team situation and just see where your trade opportunities are. But definitely I would say start at the bottom. Those teams are panicking, but also don't forget about looking at the top because those folks at the top, they want to secure their playoff spots too. Never go pay for a quarterback in redraft. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't. I don't advise this. In a one QB league, super flex leagues, you still should have drafted your quarterback. It's probably still not smart to go pay for him in super flex leagues. So, man, just capitalize on all the value you can, man. If you got three or four guys on your bench going off and your starting lineup is solidified, go do a flip, man. Even The best flips to do to make sure that you cool is like he said, go flip two good guys for a stud to a team that's one in five, one in four. Like, I don't have to worry about this guy in the playoffs probably. You never say never, but I'm not about to flip, you know, two good guys to a, a guy that's sitting five and oh, you feel me? You already got to worry about him. He's a contender, so. That's the smartest way too, bro. Yeah, especially if you're flipping two guys that you got off waiver wires for free, basically, or with free agent budget. Or if you're flipping one of those guys off waivers and then someone else on your bench to upgrade. So yeah, just 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 look for those opportunities, man. But if you are always working the waiver wires, you're putting yourself in position to win on a trade down the road. All right. And uh my last piece of advice right now is right now, pay attention to injured guys that are coming back soon. That's the best guys to trade for. Like Noah Fant coming back. He started off the season hot. Guys like that. You know, see if you can go trade your stud running back right now and get Christian McCaffrey. He will be back in two weeks. If you can withstand it overall wise, if you're not just doing that bad, go see if you can flip somebody who's having a hot moment. You know, like I'm going to throw out Joe Mixon again. If you can go flip Joe Mixon and a borderline bench player for yourself that's producing, try to get a hurt. Christian McCaffrey because somebody's in panic mode you go do that um there's guys these guys are coming back and if they are good they're good no matter what so I, I would like to pay attention to those injured players on the way back too yeah I like that call so just to you know recap all that again establish your core and stick to them like stick to that lineup don't chase points week to week establish your core if you're going to play matchups I would just look at the flex I wouldn't be looking at my wide receiver two and three just stick to your core play your matchups in the flex um, work the waiver wires, and then also hey, identify your trade opportunities as well. So try to flip some of those people you picked up off the waiver wires or you know some guys that you had on your bench that ended up being starters for a few weeks. Try to package those guys up and go get an upgrade. True that, true that, bro. All right, man, before we get to this four-minute offense, man, where can I follow you at? Hey, follow me at DynastyBro.Dot on Instagram and Twitter, and follow the main Instagram page at DynastyBrosFF. What about you, my brother? Yeah, you can follow me at Chief Sosa FF. Uh, that's on Twitter and Instagram, and you can subscribe to our podcast at DynastyBrosFF wherever you listen. We do want to shout out Black and White Sports. Uh, make sure you guys check them out um, so you guys can follow them actually through our page. So just look up Black and White Sports through our followers and who we follow, and and you can find them from there. So. All right, bro, let's get to this four-minute offense, man. You know you got to kick it off because I can't start and hit the button at the same time. All right. So with this four-minute offense, it's where we get to the waiver wire show, uh, part of the show. So, again, this is for week six. Um, of course, week five is winding down right now, but uh, we still got some players, you know, to get you guys ready going to week six. So 
I'm ready, man, when you are. All right, three, two, one. All right, my first ad, if you need some quarterback help, Andy Dalton. I mean, of course, we just saw Dak Prescott go down with that terrible, terrible ankle injury, unfortunately. Um, but Andy, you know, he's next man up, and, you know, he's stepping into a system where he has better weapons than what he had in uh, Cincinnati. So, yeah, um, if you need some QB help, if you don't like, you know, who's out there on your waiver wires, go get Andy Dalton. All right, let's go to a guy who's been struggling this year. And the basically the whole offense has been struggling down in Houston. Look, I don't know if Brandon Cook's on your waiver wire or not, but I know Will Fuller's picked up. And I know Cobb had a couple decent games, so maybe Brandon Cooks has been the forgotten about guy in redraft, man. Trust me, he ain't did nothing, but he goes out there against the Jaguars this week, rejuvenated, got a new head coach, all that good shit. 12 targets, bro, eight receptions, 161 yards and a touchdown, bro. Blew up, man. It was good to see Deshaun blow up and uh, – I don't know, man. We'll see. If 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 we're finding anything out with that new regime, man, you know, Brandon Cooks could be involved if they use him more. He's still a talented receiver, you know, outside the injury concern. Brandon Cooks is talented. So if he's someone on your waiver wire, man, look up Mr. Brandon Cooks. All right. I got another wide receiver for y'all. Chase Claypool, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He just set a rookie record, man. So three touchdowns in the air, one on the ground. So he had four total touchdowns. Man, he's looking like the number one wide receiver right now in uh, Pittsburgh. And I know Deontay, you know, went went down during that game, but there's no way they don't keep Chase involved going forward. So get you some Chase. Is it Fogum? Travis Travis Fogum. Fogum? Yeah. Hey, wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, man. He went out there, still no Rieger, still no Deshaun, still no uh, Alshon, but uh, ended up catching 10 passes for 152 yards and a touchdown. Hey, quarterbacks got to throw it to somebody. Ertz is not having the bounce back season like I thought he was. Goddard's still out. It's just the Fogelman and Ertz show, and Ertz only caught one pass this week. So, like Vic said, why not try to throw your money out on somebody that can end up being the number one? We don't know yet. Even this for a few weeks, we need those weeks to get those dubs. So, if he's going to be the one getting the targets, go get you some Travis Fogelman. man. He balled out this week. He did. How we doing on time? Uh, I'm about to show you. All We're right. good. We got 143. All right, let's go into these drops, man, unless you got any more ads. Nah, I don't. All right, so my first drop, I know it sucks, it hurts, but uh, Dak Prescott, I mean, he's done for the year. He's going to have surgery. He's going to be at least four to six months on the recovery. There's no point keeping him on your roster, taking up a roster spot, so you can drop him. True that. You go all with, you get all the drops, bro. All right, my next drop is uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., running back for the Niners. Um, of course, we had uh, Raheem Mostert come back. And, you know, he, he's clearly he's shown, you know, he's the best back in that system. Um, so, yeah, you can drop Jeff. And, of course, they're still going to keep McKinnon involved. And their fullback even hit the end zone this weekend, I believe. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, you know, it's time to drop Jeff. He was even – he didn't even have that much production even last week. Nah, he didn't. So, and then my last drop, I told you guys to do it last week. I'm going to tell you all again, drop A.J. Green. I don't know if you guys saw the play when Marcus Peters picked off that pass, but I didn't see any effort. And I think there was a clip where AJ was saying, trade me, <laughs> something like that. I don't know. DJ Avo sent it to me. I got to go back and play it back just to make sure that's what he said. I can't read lips, but the man wants to be traded. You can tell by how he's playing on the field. So, Damn, bro. Yeah, we dropping AJ Green again. <laughs> We're going to drop him next week, too. Yeah, we dropping him all. Shout yeah. out my guy, T. Higgins. That's Vic guy. Yeah, man, that's my guy, man. Uh-huh. He's balling. So I got an honorable mention. I didn't want to throw him in as an ad because I feel like he should have been drafted, especially if you have Dalvin. He should have been drafted. But All right, you got 10 seconds. Hey, if Dalvin Cook 
is going to miss time. Alexander Madison is going to be a number, a top 10 running back in that offense. And don't sleep on Mike Boone if you miss out on Madison. And that's it. That's four-minute offense, man. That's fire. Oh, was you trying to dap me up or? Oh, okay. I didn't know. I couldn't tell. I feel like I just got forced into a dap, oh, okay. Man. Now it's all awkward now. Bro. It's cool, bro. Hey, we about to get up out of here, though. <laughs> Hey, so this was the Fix My Roster show. Um, so, again, you know, if you're off to a slow start, don't panic. Just remember, stick to those principles. You know, establish your lineup, establish your core, stick to it. Don't chase points. Live with the outcome. Work the waiver wires and then also identify the trade partners. So a lot of teams are panicking. We're going to keep our cool. And, yeah, man, we're just going to press forward. You got to stay cool, man. Dig, jive turkey. You ain't like that. <laughs> nah, that was awkward. I thought the other dap was awkward, but <laughs> nah. Um, I will say this though, one more time, man. Hey, Dak, we wish you a speedy recovery, man. Um, that that shit ain't cool, man. So many prayers and blessings to you, bro. Yep, and shout out to Alex Smith, man, getting on the field. And I know, man. taking his first contact. So he had no contact all summer, but that was his first contact. And going up against that Aaron Donald front. Hey, they got chill out, bro. He got sacked six times, bro. Yeah, he got he got to quit, bro. I'm nervous every time he out there hiking the ball, bro. Yeah, man. But uh, shout out to Alex Smith, Dak, we wish you speedy recovery, and, and all the injuries out there with all the players, speedy recovery. So and keep letting us show you how to dominate your leagues, Dynasty Bro style. And with that being said, this was another edition of the Redraft Show. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Ballhead gang. Ballhead gang. Shout, shout out to the Crucial Catch Month. Hey, we're just going to keep pressing forward, man. Keep dominating your leagues, Dynasty Bro style. Yo. We out. And we.